Welcome to Empathy Deployed, a podcast where you can experience an example customer interview every week. You'll discover new perspectives on different software products and improve your customer interview technique as I attempt to do the same. I'm Jonathan Markwell, and this week I'll be interviewing Carl Jeffrey. Carl's a customer of Proton VPN. Proton VPN is an open source, privacy first, virtual private network. I'll be trying to understand why Carl purchased Proton VPN, how he uses it, and what alternatives he's considered. Carl's a designer, and he's helped in the early stages of various co working and SaaS businesses. He's currently the first employee of Buzzshot. Buzzshot makes software for escape rooms to engage players before and after their games. Hi, Carl. Good morning. Thank you very much uh, for uh, giving up a little bit of your um, Thursday morning today. Um, My pleasure. I'm very excited to uh, to have a chat and um, catch up. Um, before we get started, uh, I wanted to ask if you have any questions for me. Uh, no. Um, I've come to this uh, very unprepared, so um, yeah, I'm just going to uh, roll with the punches, as it were. That's absolutely fine. No need to prepare at all. Um, before you get started, um, want to just double check that you're comfortable with um, with recording this. Um, if it was a normal customer interview, it would just be for internal use within the company. Um, then recording it in, but this one is obviously a podcast uh, episode, um, and uh, and so it's going to be shared publicly for the for the benefit of of others as well as ourselves. Uh, is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. I just hope it's useful for you. Excellent. Oh, and I'm, others. I'm sure it will be. Uh, so, let's get started. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you got to needing a VPN in the first place? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I work remotely, um, and certainly before the pandemic, I was working remotely too. Uh, so I constantly used to work from coffee shops and pubs and just all sorts of places, um, and uh, hopping between other sort of co-working spaces, that kind of thing. And so, um, and, I, and I deal with quite a lot of customer data for some of the companies that I work with. So it seemed sensible to add an additional layer of protection to my outgoing connection. Um, I, I also, many years ago, uh, used to do a little bit of work in the telecoms industry. Uh, and so uh, sort of uh, security of uh, sort of mobile SIM data connections and stuff was something that was on my mind. So mm -hmm. VPN has, has been, been on my mind for quite a while. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and I decided to start using one probably about five years ago um, for certain things. I, I don't have a VPN turned on all the time, but in certain circumstances, I definitely turn it on. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the summary. Makes sense. Thank you. Um, as you mentioned, four or five years ago was when you uh, first felt the need to get one. Yeah, um, I just uh, at the time I was working a lot from coffee shops um, and I was dealing a lot with customer data. So sending lots of emails to customers, um, downloading data and stuff just over a connection that was going via my uh, usually my mobile SIM. Um, so uh, my, my mobile phone was tethered to my sort of laptop 
um, in public settings. Um, but uh, I, I would also sometimes, if mobile signal was sketchy, uh, I would connect the laptop directly to uh, a third party's Wi-Fi. And so uh, just another level of security over that connection seemed sensible. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and can you tell me a little bit more about um, the work that you were doing at the time and why you felt um, uh, it was it was so sensitive uh, that, that you needed that extra layer of protection? Uh, well, I suppose... Uh, so at the time I was involved in, uh, well, I suppose my role has changed quite a bit over X number of years. So I've jumped the jump, like sort of my, uh, I'm back, my background is a designer, but I found myself doing lots of different things over, over, over the years. Um, and certainly over the past sort of four years, I found myself doing two customer support-esque roles. So working as part of a software product company, um, as well as a, a sort of a, a larger community where I was or have been the a contact point for customer service inquiries, checking emails, but also dealing with things like Stripe payments, um, sort of uh, sort of CRMs, uh, lots of customer data and accessing uh, SaaS services. So uh, it's just been on my mind that if I'm accessing those services over insecure um, connections, that that wasn't a wise thing. So uh, I, I took it upon myself to make sure that I had a VPN in place so that effectively that connection was, was wrapped in some other way. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and... Um, and so before you use Proton VPN, um, were there any other ways or other tools that you were using to secure your connection? Uh, well, so I, I, things like uh, two-factor authentication, uh, various logins, I use a password manager, all of that kind of stuff is stuff that I've done for a very long time. Um, uh, so the, the VPN was literally just an additional thing an additional layer that i decided to so uh, yeah other than what i would consider standard uh, no there wasn't any other tools that i was using right um and was there anything that prompted you to think the the vpn was the, the next thing that you needed um, um i it's weird because i i would say that um as much as uh, i felt a VPN was a sensible thing to, to do. Uh, at the time that I started using them, not a lot of other people were using them. So, you know, uh, it felt like uh, it was maybe an, an, maybe an excessive measure or, but I think the, per, the, the, the point of purchase or the, the, the point that I decided that I was going to do that, my choice wasn't necessarily led by the, the, the actual tool itself. I think it was possibly led or probably led by um, the, the, the principle or the mission that the tool stood for mm -hmm. um, in regards to it was a fairly new technology. I think lots of people now know about Proton VPN, which is the VPN that I use. Um, I think it's the largest um, and, and most used VPN, um, but it's also got some very, very good uh, sort of privacy and security um, uh, credentials, should I say. Um, and it was started by the, the, I believe, the scientists at CERN, uh, in terms of CERN, was one of the original sort of funders and founders of it. Um, and so it felt at the time that I was supporting uh, 
innovative new technology that was likely to be needed for the future. So my purchase was partly an investment in something that I thought was valuable to, I suppose, uh, I don't know, I don't know whether hum- humanity would be too much of a big call, but um, you know, I thought it was a, I thought it was a useful technology that would be, uh, would, would have value in the future and was worth supporting. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, and, um, see, so, see, so you, you say you weren't, you weren't actively looking for it. Um, but you, 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 you came across this product that had a, had a mission and you ultimately decided to, um, to support that mission and, um, use it. Um, so uh, just talking on that thread a little bit more, do you know where you may have um, discovered it? Um, oh, th- th- so I, I don't. Um, uh, I, I, like you, hear about new software all the time. So a name pops up um, and then it would disappear again. But sometimes stuff pops up on your radar a couple of times in the same week or something. And usually that to me is a flag that, oh, there's some people talking about this. I should go and investigate. Um, When it came to the VPN, I'm not entirely sure where I heard about it. Um, I think it may have been related to my telecom days. Mm -hmm. Um, It may have come up through that. Um, I don't think it would definitely wasn't introduced to me by the company that I was working with at the time. So it wasn't a corporate policy kind of thing. But um, yeah, just the whole idea of securing networks. Um, uh, yeah, I've also got a, a very good friend of mine who uh, I suppose works in IT infrastructure for some a large uh, company in London, and it's the kind of thing that he may have mentioned to me. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know the exact source. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, okay, now let's dig into when you're you're using it. So. Um, Let's look at when was the last time that you turned it on, and what were the what was the reason for for doing that, and the steps that you that you went through. That's a good question. Um, so uh, let me try and think. Uh, so uh, I think the last time I used it was uh, checking some Stripe payments um, for one of the companies that I work for. Uh, that would have been probably a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, but that in giving some context, so I've been literally working from home for the past couple of years, uh, and so I haven't been venturing out and working remotely as I normally would. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my own Wi-Fi network at home, uh, and this uh, the um, in terms of the sort of the wider router setup and various other bits, um, I feel very comfortable and confident with the passwords and security that I've got on my own. Home network, so I'm less secure. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm less concerned about connections from my home network than I would be if I was working from a coffee shop or something like that. Yep. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And so, but you, you're saying when you when you do have a need to log into Stripe, you feel that's the moment where let's put an extra an extra layer of um, security or, or privacy. Yeah. Up. Yeah. 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 And that's that's just you personally you you're you're just about to uh type in stripe.com to to sign in and it's that point you go ah oh, let's just turn the turn the vpn on 
yes, um, I, I suppose um, I don't really have any hard and fast rules. As I say, this is more of an additional an, an additional layer of protection. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I suppose over where the technology. So I'm I'm, I'm aware that um, sort of we've got possibly people listening to this interview, and um, we haven't actually covered what sort of uh, proton vpn is i don't know whether everybody would be familiar with vpn or not so i don't know whether you want to give a little summary on that one but i'd love to hear your um description of it if you yeah yeah, tell tell us um what it what it does for people and what it does for you okay um right okay so let me i'm trying to think the so the the easiest way to probably explain this um, would be in the context of Netflix, for example, because that's a good user case that uh, lots of people uh, found uh, VPNs for. So uh, VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, as far as I'm aware, um, and I'm not an expert in this by any means. Um, the if you're using a VPN to connect to Netflix, for example, um, if you are the VPN has servers all over the world. So you can connect securely to servers in different countries and uh, it, that connection effectively masks your own internet connection so that um, people can't tell that I'm sat in a room in Kent in the UK. They think that I'm browsing the internet via a connection in the US. So if you connect to a service such as Netflix, as far as Netflix is concerned, you are an American citizen accessing uh, Netflix via the account. So you are shown the American version of Netflix with um, the the American selection of movies, for example. so that hopefully explains the the ability to mask uh, connections on different locations of different countries which makes it which it makes it harder for uh, people to uh, I suppose access your data um, if they're snooping on your Wi-Fi network that kind of thing so as far as I'm aware right yeah Um, I can see and see how that, um, that makes sense um and so is it is it helping you with what you hoped it would do does it does it feel like it does that um do you think it does uh i i I believe it does that um and um i i to be honest as i said earlier for me it's more around um the purchase the the, my my decision to make the purchase was uh, heavily weighted to the the idea that I think it's a valuable technology and worth supporting. So um, that I, I get some of the value just out of the the mission of uh, of, of being a, a support what I deem as a, as a as a mechanism of free speech, really. But right, without getting into the politics and things of it. But um, yeah, no, I, it makes sense. Um, it makes sense. You do you think that I can? can definitely see that that connection um and so before you started using it um was there anything you were unsure about or that was unclear um that's an interesting question because now i'm starting to talk about it um i said i told you i hadn't prepared um i i'm now finding myself questioning whether some of the things that i understand that vpn does 
whether they are totally correct or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sense some hesitation there, and you know much more about the uh, technology networks, um, as it, you know, Wi-Fi networks, that kind of stuff, than I do. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, sorry, I'm not, I'm not sure that I do know more <laughs> any more than you do um, about it. I mean, we've um, we've both been through setting up Wi-Fi networks for for co-working spaces and 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 things like that, which have you know caused us to to learn maybe more than most people would about these things but um uh when you you've been employed by a network provider and and uh yeah and therefore probably a um a little bit more um uh clear about a lot, a lot of how those bits and pieces work than i am so um yeah um so um i mean this kind of touches on um my next question, which is, uh, so before you decided to use it, um, was there anyone else um, you asked uh, about it or places that you looked about looked for information? You mentioned one person. Yeah, I, I've got a friend who, um, who, who basically sets up networks for a living for large companies, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he works for a particular company that have uh, sites in the, the US and the UK. Um, and so when it comes to uh, sort of Wi-Fi connections or anything along those sort of lines, he's definitely a go-to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I genuinely, it was so long ago that I made the decision to start using uh, or at least start paying for um, ProtonVPN that I can't remember that conversation. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know whether he was the original source for it or not. Um, I don't think that I... Uh, had a conversation with anybody about it before I made the purchase. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to do my own sort of research, um, sort of read, you know, chat rooms, forums, those kind of things. Um, and yeah, those are usually the, the, the I convince myself and then I make the purchase. Yeah. Um, if, if it's a, if it's a decision about buying software for a business, uh, I would certainly be talking to the people that I work with about that. But um, when it comes down to just sort of, I suppose, my own tools, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I just tend to be the person that makes those decisions. Yeah, makes absolutely. Tend to make decisions. I tend to make decisions pretty early as well in regards to I hear about software all the time. Um, you know, sort of the early bird announcements to software, that kind of stuff. I'm definitely one of the people that if I find something interested, I will sign up for something uh, and check it out early. Um, and, you know, that obviously means that I, I waste some of my time exploring software that um, turns out to be nothing or but um, occasionally you find a little gem that sticks with you for uh, for a few years. Uh, and also you end up um, sort of learning about or using something way before anybody else. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm probably very similar um, in, um, in some of my uh, choices. Um so you mentioned chat rooms and, and forums. Uh, are there any specific ones that you might have um, checked for for this that you that you go to? Or... Uh, my my go to um, well, so I suppose there's a couple of things that I will check if I'm talking about software. So um, I will quite often check articles on Quora.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if so if people don't know Cora.com, um, Maya, and, I, and I, I suppose this is interesting, I find myself talking about stuff that I'm, I've, I've not researched or uh, done any. So uh, 
Cora.com is a website I've used for a very long time. To my knowledge, it was started by a, a startup in San Francisco as a knowledge base for certain things to people to have conversations and share information. Um, and more importantly, people can ask open questions in public and then hopefully somebody that knows uh, that knows about that is an expert in that field will mm-hmm. provide an answer. Um, because it was started in the, I believe it was started in San Francisco, where there was a lot of technology companies at the time. Lots of the questions that got asked on that platform were technology related. There was a lot of software questions and there was a lot of community members that had the ability to answer those questions. So certainly a few years ago, it was a very, very good place to go and find information about new technologies because quite often there was experts in those fields that would answer those questions. So it mm-hmm. became my go-to point for exploring software. Yep. Um, I will also quite often go and check Crunchbase, which is um, for anybody that reads TechCrunch, um, Crunchbase is the database that they keep of all of the software companies that they write articles on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have also information in regards to, you know, the founders of those companies, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the comp- company competitors, that kind of stuff. So those are, those tend to be my go-to places, um, as well as Twitter. So um, I follow quite a lot of different people across different industries on Twitter, um, verified journalists, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't tend to follow brands. Um, in fact, I don't follow any brands, I don't think. So um, if if there is new software that is getting known about or talked about in a particular field or a particular segment, I'll hear about it through that. Interesting. Interesting. So Quora and, and Twitter and crunch base um yeah any any others um ooh, let me think um I, I, I i'm a big uh podcast listener yeah. um, but um i don't listen to any uh sas uh podcasts religiously mm-hmm. so I, I i would yeah i'm not gonna there, there aren't any there that i'd i'd really name yeah um yeah um, makes sense thank you um, I'm conscious of, uh, of, of time. We've probably been going for at least 20 minutes now. Are you okay to, um, to answer a few I'm, more I'm, questions? Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Great. Thank you. Um, so, um, just got a, a, a few more to wrap up. Um, you, you, you've talked through the, um, how you came across Proton VPN, um, and how it was, you're very much driven by Proton as a, uh, you know, and their, and their mission, almost your, your purchase rather than a specific need that was making you look for a, for a VPN at the time. Um, uh, but how, did you consider any of the alternatives? Um, uh, did you, do you remember if you looked, um, or have you since looked at, um, any, uh, alternative VPNs? So uh, I have, uh, I remember about a year ago, uh, there was more and more advertising on telly for VPNs, that kind of stuff. So I was becoming more aware of the competitor services out there. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to be honest, like, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I, I wouldn't change from Proton. Um, the, the reason I wouldn't change from Proton is that everything about Proton for me um, uh, feels right in terms of the interface is really good. 
it does what they say they will do, but also the technology, the engineers, the team, and the fact that it's based, or the fact that the, the company is based in Switzerland, so uh, which in terms of privacy and security and those kind of things and, and uh, what civil rights, uh, mm -hmm. I would say that's probably a good place to be based. Um, the alternative would probably be a place like Iceland. Um, so, um, so for me, they've got a solid product built on solid foundations, whereas um, the majority of other VPNs that I see pop up, um, and I, 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 part of me excludes Mozilla's. So I know that Mozilla have now got a VPN that I'm mm -hmm. seeing sort of what I use Firefox. So I see that they, they push that. Um, and that's certainly something that I've been aware of, but I haven't felt the need to go and explore. Um, whereas lots of the other VPN services for me just sound like private companies um, setting up silos. Um, and I, 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 as much as there's lot, probably lots of people out there that are willing to pay a subscription to a company for something. And I know that a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, antivirus companies and that kind of stuff are all on, are all moving on onto that bandwagon. Um, it just isn't something that um, I'd consider from another company. I think Proton is, is, is the right, the right choice and uh i think it's a, a long-term choice as well um, that makes sense and, I'm sure. and also sorry sorry and also um i was very clear originally that there the mission that i supported in terms of the proton vpn was likely to lead to other products that would enable um sort of you know privacy freedom of speech those kind of things um and uh things like uh so they, they've they've they're now uh, what seems to be developing is a suite to rival Google, uh, for example. So the Google G Suite in terms of Google Calendar, um, uh, as well as Google Gmail, Google Mail. Um, so Proton now have uh, Proton Mail. They also have Proton Calendar. They also have Proton Drive for document storage. So those kind of things are all coming off of the back of the support that they're having. And obviously everything is hosted on the same decentralized, secure network. So yeah. for me, um, it, yeah, the product is growing um, and only has greater appeal. Wonderful. I'm, I'm sure that um, Proton VPN would be very happy to... To, to hear that if um yeah i do i love a customer interview where i'm asking about a specific product that i'm involved in and um and and someone says such uh, such nice things so um wonderful um and um so i i think you've, you've kind of touched on this uh, the answer to this question um but i just wanted to Double check it. If if you were to uh, if you weren't able to if you weren't able to use Proton VPN for any more anymore for any reason, um, what would you use uh, instead? I would explore the Mozilla one. I think. Yeah. Um, that's just off the bat in regards to that's the one that I see more often because I'm a Firefox I'm a Firefox fan basically. I, mm -hmm. I use I use the Firefox web browser all the time. Um, uh, and so, yeah, that 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 would be the one that I would check. I think um, I'm sure that there's alternatives out there. Um, I just can't name them off the top of my head. Okay. Um, and just related to that, are there any other tools um, that are sort of that you've you've uh, purchased or that you use regularly for similar reasons to your? Because um, I think the reasons it sounds like the reasons you use Proton um, VPN are very similar to why you use Firefox. Um, maybe yeah. um, um, 
yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I don't know. There's there's the relation of um, sort of open source open source software, um, uh, and uh, and also just um, the open web, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe in those two things. Um, th- there are. I believe in those two things and I believe that the the internet has fundamentally changed over the years in regards to lots of private silos, private areas of the internet. And I believe that um, that's not necessarily healthy. Um, So the the idea of uh, tools and technologies that uh, can create a decentralized web uh, and an open web through open source software and that kind of thing are a big positive for, um, I suppose, society long term. And so, yeah, yeah. and the tools that I, the, 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 there are other tools that I use that uh, would fall into that. Um, it's interesting because I think some of these may actually start to get cannibalized by Proton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so I have, uh, I have hosting uh, and I host in. I, I actually have my hosting account in Iceland, um, which. Uh, and I, it sounds weird that I mean I I, I have a, I used to blog years ago, so I had a blog to upkeep in terms of built on WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I stopped blogging quite a few years uh, years ago. As to whether I'll continue, as to whether that will come back at some point, who knows? Maybe the uh, the thought does arise every so often. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I'm paying for a hosting package. Uh, in Iceland that I'm definitely not getting the use out of, but the mission of the hosting company in terms of green sustainable hosting uh, and uh, the, the idea of uh, sort of, well, safety and security uh, and privacy. Uh, for me, those are things that are worth investing in. Uh, so, so, so I stick there. Um, uh, off the back of that hosting company that I use um, and Please bear in mind, I'm probably I am like you in regards to I own various domain names, mm-hmm. uh, and that means that uh, inherently I have multiple email accounts as well. Um, so uh, my hosting in Iceland, um, the email uh, client uh, that, that uses is, a, is, a, is an open source client called Rainloop, mm-hmm. which I used, uh, which I which I found originally simply through my hosting company, um, but. Um, and it was very, very basic, very, very basic compared to the alternative like Gmail that was out there and various other uh, and, and also things uh, just things like um, like Mac Mail and those kind of stuff. Rainloop at the time was very primitive, but I decided that I was just going to stick with that. And, and, and so that's what I've used, whereas now things like ProtonMail have, have come along um, and they are much better than the primitive Rainloop. Uh, so I am probably going to, as part of my, you know, I suppose constant use of Proton, um, I will probably move things over to Proton Mail because that, exactly the same as Gmail, allows you to assign a domain name to a Proton Mail address. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these kind of features are only now starting to come online, as far as I'm aware. So, um, yeah, they, they, they certainly weren't available four years ago. Or five years ago. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, that's that's all of my 
um, main questions covered. Um, I'm conscious of time and I want to give uh, you, you some time uh, as well. But is, is there anything else that you think I should know um, on this, uh, on, on, the, on the topic of your decision to buy Proton VPN? Uh, not that, uh, so I've got, I wrote a couple of post-it notes. So I'm just actually looking at my post-it notes now, but, um, no, not, not that, not that I can think of. Um, it, no, not that I can think of. Okay. Um, Thank you. I mean, we, we've, we've covered so much. I've, I've learned loads. Um, so it's yeah, super, super useful. Thank you so much for your, for your time, um, covering that. Um, uh, is there anyone else um, that you think uh, I should talk to or um, is it worth talking to on the topic of, I guess, VPNs? Um, uh, I guess you don't have to name names live if you don't want to. We could we could we could follow up later. Um, but we, would you have a few people that you would um, suggest I speak to if I were? Uh, so, uh, no one off the top of my head. Um, uh, well, actually I can think of two people that probably have, uh, so, uh, I said that I've got a friend who, uh, I will talk. I, if you wanted to interview him, mm -hmm. I'm very happy to make a phone call and find out whether he'd be interested in that. So yeah, yeah happy to make that phone call. Uh, the other person that I would be fascinated to hear from in terms of the VPN stuff is, um, and I don't want to mention any names here. So, mm -hmm. uh, but um, so we both know somebody who was involved in the network setup and configuration of the Skiff co-working community network. Mm -hmm. I would be interested to get that person's take on VPNs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I know who you mean. Um, he might might be keen to come on this um, uh, podcast anyway, because um, yeah, really nice guy. Um, good chat, but. I'll get his permission before we talk about him. Um, so, um, yes. uh, and um, uh, I guess finally, um, where can listeners find out more about you? Or do you want to tell us a bit more about what you're what you're up to um, at the moment um, in in business, or uh, who, who your your current clients are? And. Uh so uh well i haven't really got anything to sell uh, uh so a bit about me uh so my background is a designer uh part project manager and i worked uh worked freelance for quite a number of years uh, mm -hmm. under the name fellow creative so anybody's interested i'm a fellow creative on twitter um, not on facebook find me on twitter um in terms of my current day-to-day -day, uh i am part of a software team uh, called Buzzshot, and we produce uh, software for escape rooms. Um, so that's my day-to-day. -day. Um, if you're interested in that, um, you can find uh, more at buzzshot.co. Um, yeah, um, uh, I think that's probably a rough summary right. of who. So if you if you or someone that you know, uh, dear listener. Um, uh, is running an escape room, they should check out uh, buzzshot.co. Um, uh, and uh, if you'd uh, like to hear more of uh, Carl's thoughts, um, then uh, fellow creative on, on Twitter is the is the place to, to get them. And um, I can also vouch for Carl being a fantastic addition to um, a, a team and that we've worked together for many years. Um, 
is it getting on for two decades we've known each other for May, maybe something like that um and something um, like that yeah having co-founded uh the the skiff uh co-working space together and worked on that um at various points um through its lifetime and um tinkered on various software projects together um as well uh and uh yeah i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of um carl's uh design style uh as as well um uh, and I, uh, I wish I could incorporate in more of my, my things. In, in fact, um, even though that's a, a smaller part of your work, uh, these days. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, Carl, for your time. Uh, it's been, uh, uh, it's been great. And if anything, um, comes to mind that you want to follow up with, um, when you ask any more questions, please, please do. Um, and, um, anything I can help you with, uh, just let me know. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, I hope this has been useful. Um, yeah, I've, been, I've enjoyed the chat. Uh, yeah. Sorry if I've rambled on a little bit. And no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, feel free to edit away. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, I I think it's um, it's been brilliant. There's all sorts of little gems um, hidden away in there, which I'll be um, listening back to and um, taking some notes on. So thank you. So can you tell me three um, new pieces of software um, that you started? Um, using recently or that you'd recommend uh, listeners check out? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so uh, I have been uh, registered as a user of a piece of software called Airtable, so Airtable.com for quite a few years. But um, they, uh, and it, it, to, to describe Airtable, it's like uh, Excel spreadsheets on steroids in terms of um, it really does allow you to do some very interesting things um, uh, with different views of content. Um, but Airtable have been adding new integrations uh, and automations uh, which are pretty exciting. So that's something that I am exploring at the moment. Um, another tool that uh, I, so as a designer, I spent so many years using Adobe products and Adobe products for me have got very, very tiresome and they're not as good as they used to be. Mm. And so uh, I've, I, over the past few years, I've slowly started to convert to Infinity. Um, uh, so there's a product, uh, there's a company out there called Affinity that produce alternatives for Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator, that kind of stuff. So uh, I definitely recommend exploring them um, if you're of a design ilk. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the final thing uh, would be, and I know that you've been sharing an app called Reflect App, uh, which uh, is about sort of keeping track of thoughts and books and meetings, that kind of stuff. Um, and, and mind mapping ideas, really. Um, I discovered a, 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 a like a startup, really, um, called Project Meta um, a few months ago, uh, which I contacted them. Uh, they gave me a one-to-one -one introduction to their software, that kind of stuff. Uh, and so that looks quite interesting uh, for mind mapping. Um, and they're doing something that I think is quite unique. So, yeah, if you're interested in uh, sort of uh, jotting down ideas, uh, mapping sort of stuff on post-it notes or planning things um, or just trying to organize your brain, which is something I try to do quite a bit, uh, Project Meta is worth a look at. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing those, Carl. I'll get links um, in, the, in the show notes so people can check those things out as well as the things that you're working on. Thank you again. No worries. Cool. 
that was hopefully a useful example of a customer interview. You can find notes from this episode, including links to all the products mentioned at empathydeployed.com. If you know anyone who might benefit from hearing this perspective, please share the episode with them. A word of caution, this interview is a snapshot of just one person's perspective in an artificial situation. You should be very careful about drawing any conclusions about the guest, people like them, or the product from this single data point. Customer interviews are most valuable when you see parallels across many of them within a specific context. I'd suggest a minimum of five and ideally 12 to 15. I recommend the book Deploy Empathy by Michelle Hansen for a practical guide on how to do it well. If you'd like to join me as a guest on a future episode, please send me a note. I'm Jot on Twitter. That's J-O-T. My DMs are open. You can also use the form at empathydeployed.com or email hello at empathydeployed.com. Please include the names and web addresses of three software products you use regularly and or pay for.